This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Triple eight seven two seven back. Welcome, and I mean that. I really do. Really, honestly, Stu, do you mean it? Or, oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about how much we mean things. How much we we welcome you uh, to the show today, and we do. And, uh, and Jeffy's here too. Jeffy, as well. I don't mean it. I'll tell you that. Well, it's he's still fat. You know? <laughs> what did that have to do with it? He was. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say the rest of us weren't, you know. <laughs> Just Kidding. calling it out specifically. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, WikiLeaks has uh, released about 20,000 Democrat na- National Committee emails. 19,252. <laughs> what an exaggeration. Hmm. 20,000. Just... <laughs> um, anyway, uh, it's part one of their new Hillary Leaks, Le- Hil- Hillary Leaks series. Part one. It should be interesting because part one's pretty good. I mean, you know, I don't know if there's anything startling. Yeah, I mean, I look, I uh, think she's terrible. Yes, uh, but the idea that it's shocking that the DNC was supporting her over over Bernie Sanders is not even a, like. I mean, that's ludicrous. That that wasn't the case. Of course, it was the case. Of course, it was, uh, and for good reason, mm. by the way. He's like a, an unknown seventy-year-old socialist. So yeah, they sh- they. I mean, if yeah. they're going to support one, yeah, they're probably going to notice. You know, the, they're probably going to support the one of the, the most known, famous women in the world. The <laughs> very, very well-known yeah. senator socialist. Right. I mean, is look, the I, one they're going to go with. I'm with you and thinking she's terrible, but it's like I, that's not a surprise at all that no. they would support her as the nominee. And you know, I. I can understand the Bernie people being a little pissed off about it. Debbie Wasserman Schultz is terrible for a million reasons. This is probably just a great excuse to get her out of there. Um, you know, the, some of the other stuff that I've seen come out, some of it's been interesting. Uh, you know, some of it has been. There's some real mm-hmm. uh, shady finance stuff uh, that has not really been delved into yet. I mean, I think probably there's evidence of campaign finance law being broken. And while, <clears throat> to me... I'd rather just not have those laws. I think most of them are really stupid. They put people like Dinesh D'Souza in prison for them. Yeah. When they break them, uh, people like Dinesh D'Souza go to jail. So do, do people in the DNC go to jail for breaking them? No. Uh, we'll see. No, they don't. I know they're not they going do. to. No. Come on. No. Nobody here is going to be 
charged with a thing. Um, but it, it's kind of fascinating some of the things they actually went, on, went after. Like, you know, they thought Bernie Sanders was a mess. That's exactly, they said he is a mess um, and, that, and that his faith was something they could address. And another email addressing that said, no sh- stuff. <laughs> Although the actual word there, uh, speculating on whether they could target Sanders' faith or lack thereof. Uh, my Southern Baptist peeps would draw a big difference between a Jew and an atheist. Is he essentially atheistic right now? Uh, from what I honestly didn't know his religious background. I, I didn't know uh, it either. Um, uh, they in these emails though it indicates that he he emphasizes his Jewish heritage, so he doesn't have to talk about being an atheist. That's what right. the, the emails seem to indicate. Um, whether that's true, I honestly which I believe. I, I believe he you know he's not a practicing anything. Come on. He never talks about it. He never he never addresses it. And and you're right. The only time he addresses it is when he says heritage. Yeah, like he'll say like you know I, these these attacks on Muslims are are really bad. And I, as a person of Jewish heritage, I know that people can be targeted. It's stuff like that, right? <laughs> um, now that's uh, different from saying uh, you know I, hey I'm a Jew. I'm in temple every weekend. Right. Blah blah blah. So I, right. I, I don't you know I don't honestly know. And you know like he never he he didn't need the DNC. To uh, to work against him to lose. I mean, I think he was going to lose anyway. The election was actually not nearly as close as it's been made out to be. The only reason it lasted a long time is because the DNC has rules set up uh, in which uh, it's it's uh, broken up by percentage of vote. It's proportional there the entire time. Mm-hmm. So unlike like if if Cl- Clinton had the rules that Trump had, he would have won like months ago, or she would have won months ago, she would have put him away after five or six states. It would have been over. Um, you know, Trump's rules are much more advantageous to Trump than Hillary's rule to Hillary, and still Hillary won um, uh, by, I mean, she won easily. It just dragged on because, it, you know, he would win by, you know, 1%. And the rules, they would come out and they would say, wow, a huge win for Bernie Sanders. And essentially that would mean that he'd pick up two delegates. Yeah, it would mean nothing. And the, the, the other reason it, it dragged on a long time was because uh, it continued. He continued when others would have dropped out. Yes, um, many other normal, rational people would have dropped out a long time ago, and Bernie Sanders just kept it going because he, he, I guess, he felt he could. I don't know if he knew he had a chance. If he bought into his own BS, I, I, I don't know what the deal was there, um, or if he just hates Hillary so much that. You know, he refused to give in to her. But now he supports her all of a sudden. Now, all of a sudden, it's great. Now he can endorse her. And now he's going to do everything he can, he says, to make sure that she is elected. That'll be fascinating to watch. And uh, one of the things Tucker Carlson said, I think, on Fox this morning was um, he would be he would be really disappointed if the only honest man on the left didn't stick to his principles which I found fascinating, meaning he should not endorse Hillary. And I found that fascinating based on his response to Ted Cruz last week, which was vitriolic mm. at best. Weird. I wonder, yeah, isn't that wow. weird? You know what? Probably huh. complete change of heart over the weekend. That's probably you think, what that you was. Think that's what it was? <laughs> certainly wasn't politically motivated. Huh. I would say it's definitely probably All right, let's a go complete with that. flip-flop from uh, one I'm position sure that's to what the was. other with no prompting right. over the weekend. Yeah. That's going to be my guess on that one. <laughs> um, it's an interesting thing, though, to see it happen. Because it is true. In fact, it wasn't even just 
uh, from Republican to Democrat. It was night tonight. Night yeah. three, Ted Cruz speaks. Everyone can't stand anyone that would pro- vote for principle. Night four, Ivanka speaks. Everyone loves people that vote for principle. I mean, I, you know, it couldn't be more transparent if you tried to make it transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just all about politics. And look, it's the same thing here. You see um, offensive slurs uh, in here towards per, uh, certain groups uh, in these emails. You see them talking about um, uh, attacking people religiously, very similar to what they proposed doing to Barack Obama, which eventually turned into the birther movement. Um, mm-hmm. They said if we target him and say, well, he's a, you know, he's a he's another he's out there. He, people don't relate to his heritage. We should emphasize that you're really American, Hillary. We should really say how how core your values are. Not necessarily say that anything's wrong with him, but we'll just emphasize your side all the time to make that distinction. It's the same thing they're doing here. Um, and it's not surprising. I don't think there's anything in here that made me think, wow, I can't believe Democrats are doing that. However, Mm -hmm. it is a confirmation of of a lot of the shady stuff that everyone thought was going on. Yeah. Um, So it is kind of interesting on that point. And I think more than that, uh, you have the idea that this is step one. Um, It's it's release number one of what is a series, what WikiLeaks is calling a series. They're going to have more. WikiLeaks is not, uh, I don't think they've ever been good at packaging packaging these things for news. I mean, what they do is they release 20,000 emails and give you a search search and then let everyone go in there and try to find what's interesting. Um, and they don't necessarily hold back the best stuff until later. Um, they just kind of just release it in batches. It's, it's, you know, obviously it's a very strange organization. As it, isn't is Julian Assange still living in like a, a you know, like the, the Danish like ministry in, in, in London or something? I, think so. I, I don't think yeah. he ever left there, did I, he? I don't think so. He's still running this place. I haven't paid attention to Assange in a while. Yeah, me neither. But uh, so he's doing that. And uh, so I wouldn't necessarily expect there's things that are much worse. But you you probably will get that. The other part of this is all indications are it went through Russian servers. Um, You know, the the Clinton people are saying right off the bat it's Putin doing this because Trump likes Putin so much. Uh, It's a very viable theory, though. There's not that much evidence to say for sure that that's happened yet. Um, but it's you know certainly a viable theory, yeah. um, and so that could be coming out. And, and is, are you upset about it? While this one might be hurting Hillary Clinton, and and, and we, we obviously think she's terrible, are you happy with the idea that the Russian government spy agencies, whoever is responsible for this, has stepped in and is now interceding in an American election for president, no. uh, and seemingly to favor the person that they like? Mm-hmm. Wow, that is that's used to be something that Republicans would not have taken lightly. <laughs> that used to be something that wow we'd be upset about. Does not, I mean some people yeah, are, but Trump. Oh wow, it's a great yeah. point. And okay. uh, Pat, so, once again shows I, I nailed it that yeah, time. I think I, I, can't do I it. mean there's nowhere you can go after that. I I just gave you the ultimate argument. Yeah, yeah but Trump, but Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clinton has uh, chosen her uh, running mate. It's Tim Kaine from Virginia. That's who everybody thought it was going to be, in, and it is, in fact. Um, yeah, one of those times the predictions markets yeah. had it really early. He's been the favorite for a long time. Uh, and one, one of the things they're saying that could become an issue is his personal feeling about abortion. Now, he is pro-life. I mean, pro-choice. He's pro-choice in his person in his in his candidacy, in his 
governing stance. Mm -hmm. In other words, politically, he's pro-choice. But he feels like, okay, I don't favor abortion. But, I mean, a million Democrats are like that. So many Democrats say, well, I don't personally. I think Barack Obama said, well, I don't personally like it, but uh, I'm not going to stop anybody from. It's like me saying, uh, Stu, uh, you know, I'm not going to kill Jeffy. But if you want to, I, I'm not going to stop you from doing that. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, who who am I to say you can't kill Jeffy? Wait, are we? Are, is this a point you're making? Or are you saying yeah. this is okay for me? To- no, it's it's okay for you to kill him. I mean, he's in his three hundred ninety third thousandth trimester, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that's legitimate, right? Mm, I think so. I think it's legitimate at any time to give an abortion. I mean, it's your choice. Again, mommy's choice. You're just I aborting mean, him. Uh, so we should bust so, that out. I mean, that's crazy. First of all, that is nuts to to hammer a guy over his personal feeling. Yeah, I don't like it, but I'm in favor of it politically. It, it isn't that his stance. He doesn't say he's pro-life. No, no. He's just he just says I'm personally against yeah, it. Yeah, I'm personally against it, but I favor it for you or whatever. It's that old stupid. I don't care who you kill. But I'm not going to kill anybody. Right. And uh, just to show you how pro-life this man is, this dedication to, to pro-life, according to uh, Nayral, he's maintained a 100% pro-choice voting record in the U.S. Senate. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. wow. So that's going to be an issue? Really? It's not going to be an issue. Come on. They're trying to make it an issue with Sanders voters uh, <clears throat> in that he, you know, look, Tim Kaine was not the most liberal guy they could have picked. They didn't no. pick Elizabeth Warren. Uh, they didn't right. pick Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. They picked somebody who they think... Uh, won't get them in trouble, and has some uh, maybe some crossover appeal to uh, uh, an independent who can't deal with Donald Trump. Maybe a tiny, teeny little bit. I uh, think so. I mean, I, like you know, he he, uh, he is pretty moderate. I uh, for, for Democrat. today's no, Democrat, it's still that means he he's very liberal. Uh, don't get me wrong. For yeah. he's a moderate of today's Democrat, which makes him incredibly liberal. However, I mean, if you're an independent. And you just don't like the idea of Donald Trump as a crazy person. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to pick someone so far left that you, they couldn't get on board. Right. You know, like you're a, de- you're a Democrat or you're a Democratic-leaning independent, and you're thinking to yourself, well, look, uh, I don't like Hillary Clinton at all. Um, uh, and if he, uh, But Bernie Sanders is way out there crazy left. I need someone I can latch on to. Tim Kaine's sort of a moderate Democrat. I can deal with that. If they pick Elizabeth Warren... Then you've got a straight-out socialist ticket, and there are mm-hmm. some independents that would be like, "I can't go that far. I'll, I'll go with, I'll go with Trump, or I'll go third party." Um, so I think that was the play here. The other part of it is they didn't want to screw it up. Elizabeth Warren gets in fights with Donald Trump all the time. You know, Julian Castro is a complete unknown. Tom Perez, I still, I mean, I've been talking about him for two weeks. I still don't know who the guy is. You, you know, you put on Tim Kaine, he's probably not going to screw the election up for you. And I think that's pretty much the standard. They think mm-hmm. Donald Trump is going to, you know, uh, burn himself to the ground, and they don't don't want to get in the way of it. I, you know, there's evidence to say that uh, that's not going to happen. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, the yeah, but Trump philosophy, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, um, whenever Donald Trump says, you say, mm-hmm. yeah, but, but Trump. Trump, and then you win and the that argument. seems to be effective. And, I, you know, like, I don't know that Donald Trump could do anything. You know, I was uh, talking about this earlier, and we're going to cover this a little bit later on. But, like, if Donald Trump did something crazy, not I want to have sex with my daughter crazy, but I actually have murdered people on Fifth Avenue crazy, would there be a change in these polls? 
And at this point, I don't know. You know, who knows? He's about even right now. He's right in line with the convention bounce that was expected. We'll see if Hillary can grab it back. That's what's happened previously. So if Hillary comes back. So if you have right now, you have Trump should be tied or leading these polls right now. Uh, past evidence shows. After this week and Hillary comes in and does her thing, in theory, if this, you know, the average bounce from years past holds true, you'd see Hillary bounce back to a three-point lead uh, or four-point lead afterwards. We'll see if that happens. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I, I thought, I, on a, objectively, you know I don't like Trump. You know I like Cruz. Uh, you, we, everybody knows this. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that I don't have an opinion here. You come here because we do have opinions. That being said, objectively, that was a terrible convention. <laughs> it was terrible. I mean, it was absolutely terrible. Right? I mean, I no, would, yes. an argument from me. Yeah, I mean, bad. I thought yeah. he was really bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, his speech, some of what he said in his speech was good. However, much of it was was awful and all of it was delivered terribly. Ivanka, I thought, was very good. But the substance of what she said was Democrat was a Democrat. Straight you, could out have given that, you could have given that speech at this week's convention. Absolutely. Absolutely. Straight out. If you were if Could've you wanted totally to put, comfortable, if there. you wanted to put a moderate Republican in there mm -hmm. to say Donald Trump's too crazy. Here's what you should do for vote for Hillary Clinton. You could have made the exact same argument, um, you know. Pence, I thought, was fine. He, you know, he's he, Pence is a little boring, but fine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there were a couple moments here and there that were okay. Uh, the Cruz thing, I loved, but I mean, as a convention goes, it's a terrible moment, right? You, you're, the guy who finished in second place, that is five hundred plus delegates, is being booed. That's obviously mm -hmm. ridiculous. Uh, you know, um, you had a major scandal on night one with his wife. Um, you know, uh, lifting the words from Michelle Obama, the person who's currently the first lady of the opposing party, and then they denied it for three days, then admitted it. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it's your so hard you're saying pressed, you liked it. You're hard pressed to find an argument uh -huh. that this was a good convention, yeah. though he still got what seems to be the average convention bounce. Which, if I'm Trump, after that, now I know Trump is not—he's not self. Uh, you know, he does not look at himself often. He's not reflective like that. Mm -hmm. But if I'm Trump, I'm thrilled with that outcome. If he can get to tied after that disaster, because it's very possible Hillary will do a worse job than average and get less of a convention bounce, and he's right in striking distance within the margin of error. Yeah, we'll see. It's possible. We will see. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. There's more patents due coming up in a second. But you know what? More than half of our homes are located in in what are called uh, natural disaster danger zones. Yeah, it means there's of course a chance of disaster could wipe out everything you've worked hard for. Now, look, your possessions are important, you need to guard them, you need to do things to keep uh, them safe, but probably more important to take step 1. Um, you know, a lot of people no one would go without home insurance, right? Yeah. No one would go without uh, car insurance. Um, yet we think about our possessions and we lock that in before we think about our family and locking, I don't know, a supply of food in. It only makes sense. You don't want to be caught unprepared. My Patriot Supply makes it really easy for you to build your emergency food supply in whatever amount you want. And right now they've got a great deal. Yeah, a month, uh, four weeks supply, 99 bucks. Now, obviously, you know, you go out with your family for one meal to a halfway decent restaurant. You're probably spending $100, especially uh, if, you know, Jeffy's one of the people at the table. 
Um, Holy cow. Oh, my gosh. I don't even want to think about that $54,000. One time we took Jeffy out. $54,000? We got off pretty cheap that night. Yeah, no, he wasn't hungry. He had actually just come from dinner. Yeah. Um, See, I got him on a hungry night. $793,000. Oh, my God. Yeah, for one meal. I'm still trying to pay it off. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but $99 is great for four weeks of food, and it's good food. Plus, you actually ate my oldest son's arm. Really? Yeah. Just I the didn't one mean arm? To. Yeah. Just, just the one arm? Just the one. We actually ate my yeah. oldest son. I don't oh, I mean, he's, he's long oh, gone now. But, uh, preparewiththeblaze.com is the website to go to. Preparewiththeblaze.com or call them, 888-411-5290. 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. Right now. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's. I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Late seven two seven back. Uh, latest from Julian Assange is uh, is what Jeffy? Uh, he's come out with my, a new statement, yeah, right? My next leak will ensure Hillary's arrest. <laughs> oh, please! Yeah, I mean, even if it said, like, I would love that. If it but, was, it was a leaked video of Hillary Clinton murdering twenty seven <laughs> infants. It wouldn't. It wouldn't I don't think that ensures it. Either. No, I mean that puts it in question, but it does not assure it. I mean, she might get arrested, you know, it, like brought to jail, booked and released if she if she was on video killing 27 people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and then they would, you know, exonerate her in the court. <laughs> yes, um, but, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, don't know what, I don't know what she could do to get arrested. I don't either. Because, um, in fact, she is held to a different standard. And she said that uh, there, yesterday on CBS News. Yeah, she did. And we're going to get to that video. She here. means it in a different way than I do. Yeah, totally. And this is, I mean, I mean this, this is, is another, unbelievable. I, I, there's so many things going on. But it's like her, this is a perfect example of why she's terrible as a candidate uh-huh. and has a, isn't up by 15 points right now. Like, why mm-hmm. would you give the other side this, I'm, oh, woe is me, mm-hmm. I get treated unfairly thing. Yeah. The Hillary um, standard is going to be a series kidding? of commercials. Uh, the Hillary standard is obvious. You get away with everything that no one else gets away with. If that's you, you don't say something like there's a different standard for me. Yeah. It's like she's describing... The celebrity standard, where celebrities would get, uh, you know, off on every crime while the regular person would. It's the OJ standard. Yeah, it is. Uh, here is uh, here is Hillary, as Pat pointed out on CBS News. I often feel like there's the Hillary standard, and then there's a standard for everybody else. What's and, the Hillary standard? Well, I bet you do feel like it, that. It is, uh, you know, a lot of, as you saw at the Republican convention, uh, unfounded, inaccurate, mean-spirited attacks with no basis in God, truth, uh, reality, which take on a life of their own. And for whatever reasons, and I don't want to try to analyze the reasons. I, I see it. I understand it. Um, people are very uh, willing to say things about me, to make accusations about me that mm-hmm. are, are, I don't 
get upset about them anymore, but they they are very regrettable. <laughs> I mean, just the optics of that. Isn't that something that wow. you have someone else say about you? Yes. You don't say that about yourself, yeah. even if it is true. You don't say, well, I don't. People like get to say whatever they want about me. Well, because uh, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. She's gotten away uh, with everything up to and including murder for 26 years. Wait a minute. What? 103 murders. No, not this. Stu. Not this again. She's been attributed with 103 murders. Yeah, even the email chain doesn't Don't say try to deny it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's gotten away with everything. I mean, everything. And there has been a mountain of evidence. There have been... There's like the Alps full of evidence or the Rocky Mountain Range full of evidence against her. And she's never been she's never been brought to trial for it. She's never been charged with it. She there is a different standard. Anybody else would be in prison for the rest of their life. Not Hillary Clinton. Not Hillary. No, no. Um, she uh, also was talking about uh, the Benghazi thing and was asked about that uh, once again. Oh, for which she got a complete pass. Mm -hmm. here, but, yeah, I know. The, the Hillary standard was applied yes. on the Benghazi thing. Yes. Uh, here is uh, her latest defense. So when this happened in Benghazi, I immediately stood up an independent uh, committee, distinguished Americans, military and civilian experts, they came out and they said, you know, the ball was dropped um, in security. And, you know, some of the decisions that were made uh, probably should have been rethought. But wasn't that your ball to carry? No, it wasn't. It's no. not my ball to carry. What it do you was mean? very. Why? Read the, read the reports. Read all of the reports, all many hundreds of pages of them, including this latest one, which mm -hmm. was a political exercise from you know the very read. beginning. Uh, those never reached me, those never came to my attention. The concerns the, about the security yeah, never the, came to your attention. No, the, ex reach you. oh the my experts. Gosh. Are you we kidding have me? Security experts. I am not going to substitute my judgment for people who have been in the field, who understand what our men and women are up against. She was the Secretary of State. Yeah. Secretary of State. You're telling me that her friend, Chris Stevens, did not say, Hillary, we need help here. Couldn't, couldn't reach are, her. Are you freaking they telling never, me they never, they never that didn't her. reach her? They're supposedly close. She's. They're supposedly friends. Yeah. And that didn't reach her? He couldn't get Hillary on the phone and say, Hillary, we're, we're in trouble here. There's, uh, we're in a mess, and we need help. Uh, you know that happened, and yeah. she did nothing. Well, I she mean. She did nothing. Couple. On the night of... She did nothing. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, uh, we talk a lot about what she did wrong in this, like, shady way. Um, and I think that's completely fair to talk about. The other part of it, though, is just generalized incompetence. This person is running to be the uh, president of the United States, the most powerful person in the world. And the idea that you wouldn't know in advance, forget the, when the attack happens, that you wouldn't know in advance that on the anniversary of September 11th, there's a likelihood that mm -hmm. a very uh, uh, lightly protected facility would come under attack yeah. is so patently ridiculous. My assumption is, honestly, and this is just, I don't, I'm not in these circles, obviously. I don't run, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't have any of the co communication with the you know, government officials about this. I don't know. But my assumption was, up until that moment, that every September 11th, every one of these facilities in a danger zone would double or triple 
the amount of protection right. they have, just even for that mm-hmm. day, just because it's obvious mm-hmm. they're going to try to take advantage of this anniversary. Now, it almost right. seems you'd like be, common sense. You'd be wasting money every year in most of your facilities, but it's so blatantly obvious of a top uh, of, a, of a target that you have to pull the trigger. Let's say you don't sure. even do that, but the reports start coming in at five o'clock Eastern from Benghazi. And something's happening. It's, something's going on, and you got people in trouble. And if you don't get us help here, we're going to be dead. I, you immediately make the phone call to everybody in that region. And say, get your ass there now. Go. Why what would else? you hold back? Why would you hold back? Right. What else would you need to do? I, I, the, I, I mean, there's rapid response teams scattered all over this planet. There were people within an hour, hour and a half. They could have been there in time to save all four of them. And again, I don't think that this is um, uh, the... It's not Hillary saying, I want them to die. It's Hillary protecting something else. And right. I think, honestly, uh, there's, a, there's some evidence, and certainly the argument's been made, that Chris Stevens um, was invested in the things he was doing off the radar there to a level that he didn't want the extra security on site because whatever he was doing, whether it was gun running, uh, helping certain um, questionable rebel groups, Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't want that on the map. So he, uh, along with her, were working together to make sure that there wasn't attention and drawn to still, these facilities. That, but that's really bad, That explains too. the yeah. lead-up. Yeah. That doesn't explain the night of, because there's no way Chris Stevens didn't want anybody coming to help him that night. There's no right. way. Right. And, I mean, and know they wanted somebody to come. That's where I think the argument is that she prioritized whatever shady mission there was over their lives. It's really despicable. And she accepts of course, uh, as with everything else in her life, no responsibility what for any you, of it. What would you call None. that phenomenon? Maybe the Hillary standard, something like that, <laughs> no, where she I, would get. Yeah, I would. You know, she would I not would. get uh, punishment for the things she did wrong mm-hmm. and get treated differently than the average American. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It, you would bring that up. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. I just, I mean, this is a good. I huh. thought it was a catchy thing. The Hillary standard. Think about just the part that the FBI admitted to, Comey admitted to. He said that if the person was working for him uh, in a low-level, I mean, not Jeffy Low, but a mid-level position where they had access to some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they did what she did with email. They would be reprimanded, probably lose security clearance uh, inside the FBI. Now, just if you take that, she's done something considerably wrong. And now we're saying, you know what we need to do to reward that behavior is let her have all access to every file. Mm-hmm. Because she would get a lot more access than she ever had, even more access than she had as Secretary of State. I mean, there's got to be things that the president is holding back from the Secretary of State. Even um, she would be, she would have more access than anyone, any time ever, other than, at least in her family, other than her husband, who had it when he was president. Um, mm-hmm. To give that to her as a reward for her behavior in both of these incidents is mind-boggling, and can only happen in a country that is in the place we are in. You know, I mean, I, I, none of this stuff surprises me anymore because, like, look at this. We've got Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump. Of course the country is a crazy disaster. Of course it is. We have guaranteed it. How can you say that with these two marvelous candidates? Wow. Maybe we can find a way to a third wow. one. And maybe we'll cover that in our next uh, segment. More coming up. It's inevitable. Yeah, and by the way, Jeff, I didn't mean to you sound like you didn't matter to this organization. You do tons 
of damage here. Uh, and mm-hmm. so what you, when you come it matters in, greatly. It matters greatly. It's, it's hurting us dramatically. A way to finally find rid Jeff ourselves of you. Jail for you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the Hillary standard in effect once again. She gets treated worse than everyone else. Pat, <laughs> hit him with it. Hit him with it. Hit him with it again. About 70% of people say that Hillary is uh, a liar and not trustworthy. And now the details. You're going to see that headline everywhere. How about the details, Pat? It's actually only 68 to <laughs> 30. <laughs> 68 to 30. Only 68%. Yeah. Only 68% of Americans think she's untrustworthy and a liar. Mm, wow. It's a, it's a good, so. good movement for her. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting, too, because if you go to Drudge, you'll see a, uh, a picture of her right at the top there uh, where she definitely looking like Chairman Mao today. That's Mrs. Mao right there. <laughs> she's in the blue Chairman no, Mao not- outfit. I they're, don't know. Why are they dressing her like they're this? They're not. Those are some older photos. The last you saw her on uh, 60 old? Minutes. Oh, you, wait. You're and, saying Drudge would you an oh, outdated no. photo to make a Come point? Come on. No, I wouldn't do that. Come then on. I, then I apologize. Matt, you're talking about Matt Drudge <laughs> would do something like that? He was, pick, he was posting what? pictures of Marco Rubio from when he was eight years old during the campaign. <laughs> he was. <laughs> yeah. He was. Wait a minute. Um, all right, so uh, 888-727-BECK is our number. We have the situation. Uh, it's a crappy one. Donald Trump is the Republican nom- nominee. Hillary Clinton is the Democratic one. Uh, none of us can vote for either of them. So what do we do now? There is still a very narrow path to a better option. It's time-sensitive and quite difficult, but it's also, I think, doable. Starts with, we've talked about this a little bit here on the program, we run an independent third-party conservative candidate, but in a different way than everyone is expecting. We, uh, you know, we really do at this point, I think, uh, need an, a massive election bailout, and this is our last chance. We need to, uh, this is kind of the equivalent, we need to have the DeLorean hit the wire while going exactly 88 miles per hour, just as lightning strikes the clock tower to make it work, but Doc and Marty proved it's possible. So here's how, and, and I'd love to get you guys' opinion on this. As we've talked about it a little bit. And you can see the post up on uh, my Facebook page. It's there. Uh, posted it up on Medium. Um, Glenbeck.com has it as well. Running a third-party candidate, uh, it presents several hurdles. Uh, getting on the ballots in 50 or even close to 50 states costs way too much money, number one. Uh, number two, if, you know, it's way too late to get on all those ballots anyway. Uh, even if you did get on all those ballots, you wouldn't get to 270 electoral votes uh, and, of course, it will only help Hillary Clinton in a state like Florida. Every vote for the conservative that we put in there uh, will take a vote away from Trump and hand the state to Hillary. Uh, and, of course, with Florida, the White House to Hillary. For all of these reasons, no better option is going to want to run. So how do you solve the, these? The first most important thing as you get on this bandwagon is to realize you don't need to get to 270 electoral votes to win the presidency. Um, if no candidate gets to 270, then the Constitution dictates that the incoming House of Representatives would vote for president. So it's not the one that's currently in place. It's the one that would get elected in the 2016 election. Each state delegation gets one vote. Right now, the Republicans hold more than 30 of the state delegations. Um, I think it's 33 is the exact number. I've seen between 31 and 33. I'm not sure even which one is right. But it's over 30. You'd only need to get 26 of them. 
um, to actually win the presidency. Uh, so the Republicans in the House would select the next president of the United States from, as the Constitution describes, the top three candidates with electoral votes. So you've got to get at least one electoral vote. But if, uh, if three candidates have electoral votes, you take the top three, and then the House picks from that pile. Um, there are a lot of logistical problems with this, which we can address. But the most pressing thing, and the thing that everyone responds to as soon as you start talking about these things, is how does this not help Hillary Clinton? And the way we get around that is to be very selective. You don't try to get on the ballots of all 50 states, or even 25 of them. You don't even try that. The goal is to get on the ballot of a few deep red states only that Hillary Clinton has no chance of winning anyway. Essentially, you hurt Trump taking away his states that he's depending on without helping Hillary by handing her states uh, that she would get to get her closer to 270 electoral votes. Again, we never take one vote from Donald Trump in a state that Hillary Clinton can win. So that premise is important and it's being set. We're not helping Hillary here. And it's funny, as we posted this uh, yesterday, that was the complaint. Yeah. You're uh, helping Hillary. Oh, okay, yeah. just give Hillary the White House. No, this can't help Hillary. It can't. I mean, barring a complete electoral landslide where Hillary Clinton does what Reagan did, you know, I mean, something like that. Um, she would have already won, though, at the time that she would be winning these states. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just no plausible way for this to help Hillary Clinton uh, that's even close to likely. Um, and the other thing you get right away is, oh, well, look, voting for Gary Johnson is a vote. This has nothing to do with Gary Johnson. It's, Gary Johnson is on the ballot anyway in 50 states. Uh, the Constitution Party is probably going to be mid-40s. The Green Party is probably going to be high-40s. These third-party candidates are going to be out there whether we do anything or not. The question is, do we have someone that we feel comfortable voting for? You've pointed uh, out many times, Pat, that you know Gary Johnson is not the guy you want him to be. Uh, he's, not, he's not my favorite. Like Austin Peterson, we liked. Yeah. Um, and if he was the libertarian candidate, I'd probably be less uh, willing to go to these lengths. Um, mm -hmm. Gary Johnson seems to be trying to appeal to Bernie Sanders people. I mean, we're, you know, we're trying to get him booked to come on the show. Um, I, I'd like to talk to him again. Uh, I'd like mm -hmm. to see what his reaction is to the Democrats for once, because all I see him talking about, and this might be the media, too. But all I see him talking about is how he doesn't like uh, immigration controls and how he's pro-choice. You know, there's some of these things are out there, and he does believe them. Um, however, I don't know that there's any candidate on, the t on any ticket here, uh, when we're talking about the top three, that is going to enforce their borders. Donald Trump says he is today. You know, he was saying, uh, you know, just a few months before that, the exact opposite. He was saying Mitt Romney was too tough on, on um, uh, abortion. He was saying, for example, on the Second Amendment, that President Obama spoke for all of us in Newtown, Connecticut. That was Donald Trump. You want this guy in control of this stuff? I'd much rather have Gary Johnson when it comes to the Second Amendment. There's no doubt about that. But this has nothing to do with Gary Johnson. This is outside of that system. So if we were to do this and pick our states, what could happen? Scenario number one is if Hillary Clinton gets to 270 electoral votes, she's going to become the president. But she wins entirely, entirely with electoral votes from states in which our conservative third-party candidate is not on the ballot. So she's going to win. If she beats Trump, she beats him. But she would have beat him anyway. It has nothing to do with us because we're not even competing in the states where Donald Trump is uh, competing with Hillary Clinton. If Hillary Clinton wins these states, she wins. And she wins without our help. Although you could take states away from Trump that he would have otherwise won. Right. Right. And that's Keeping the second him, one. So, and, that, and that is how you could somewhat, in theory, help Hillary. 
Right? No, because she, because so let's say Hillary, a uh, Hillary Trump one on one battle. Right. Mm-hmm. If, if Donald Trump w- gets to 330 electoral votes, we can't stop him. Right. So a Hillary blowout or a Trump blowout, we can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. The question is, if it's close. Right. If yes. Hillary Clinton gets to 270 electoral votes. OK, um, she's going to win. But she's not going to win with, you know, a, a deep red state in there. She's going to win because mm-hmm. she won all the purple states. And there's nothing we can do. We're not competing in the purple states. Trump's got to beat her in those states. He keeps saying he can do it. He's got to do it. OK, mm-hmm. so we're not helping Hillary because if Hillary gets to 270, she does it in, in, in all states where she beats Trump one on one. Our states are the states mm-hmm. that Trump absolutely has to win and will win if there's not another option there. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't help Hillary. She never gets any advantage votes from our states calling them out. Um, if Trump wins in a convincing way, he's going to be the president, because even if he loses a, de- a few of our deep red states, he'll still have more than enough to get to 270 electoral votes uh, if he can pull out a decent amount of those purple states. Um, if Trump wins in a squeaker, though, this is the scenario we're addressing. If he would have just cleared 270, like he would have got a 272 electoral votes, uh, maybe he loses the popular vote and still wins the electoral vote. Our candidate would grab enough electoral votes from Trump to throw it to the House. It would not give them to Hillary. It would just take them from Trump. Mm-hmm. And they would go to our third party uh, candidate. And then the constitutional uh, magic happens, hopefully. So picking our states, uh, we went through and did a bunch of research on which states would be the ones to target here. And we'll go through this here because we can, the candidate is going to be the hardest part. We all know that. We'll get to that in a minute. But just from uh, from the states themselves, criteria one, you need deep red states. For our purposes, we're going to eliminate every state that is blue or purple. We take out any state that is even slightly leaning red. So we're not going to cost a few percent on Trump and then he loses it to Hillary. These are only states that went to Republicans by double digits in 2012. So we wipe everything else out, leaves us with 20 states. Criteria two, states that didn't want Trump. We eliminate every state that solidly voted for Trump in the primaries. We lose 12 of those, 12 of our 20 states, leaves us with eight. Criteria number three, states with reasonable ballot access deadlines. Since we're late in the game, none of these are going to allow for lengthy vacations, but we eliminate all deadlines that come before mid-August. So we've got a few weeks. This eliminates five more states, leaving us with three. Uh, and then we have the three states um, that we also have, you know, make sure they have reasonable signature requirements. Some of these states, like Texas, is really bad with signatures. It's like over 100,000. Mm. We're talking no more than 10,000 signatures needed. It's going to be harder in some states because of population percentage, but it's possible. All three remaining states clear this barrier. So here are our three top, tar- our three top targets, and then we'll take a break. Number one, Utah. Pat? Uh, mm-hmm. This is not a surprise, as we've talked about this before, but Romney won the state by 48 points in 2012. <laughs> Cruz beat Trump by actually a larger margin, 55 points in the primary. It's a special circumstance for our little exercise because Trump uh-huh. might actually lose Utah. But this is actually an argument for Trump in many ways, because you want someone who's right. going to come in and take those away from Hillary. Right. Um, it requires only a thousand signatures to get on the ballot by August 15th, which is totally doable in a wow. state that has yeah. a decent uh, population. Yeah. Um, even if this is the only state where we attempt this, it's worth trying because it's six electoral votes. And if Trump w- were to get to 274 without Utah, with Utah, we pull them to 268, this goes to the House. Option two, uh, and I think we do all of these. Um, number two is Idaho. 
Mm -hmm. Romney won Idaho by 32 points in 2012. Cruz then beat Trump by 17 in the primary. Idaho, again, requires only 1,000 mm -hmm. signatures to get on the ballot by August 24th. It has uh, I, three or four electoral votes. I got these confused initially. I think it's four electoral votes in Idaho. Uh, our th number three target is Wyoming. Romney won Wyoming by 41 points in 2012. <laughs> Cruz then won the primary. The official results were Cruz 71, Trump 7. Wow. Um, Wyoming requires wow. only three, about 3,300 signatures. Doable. Um, by August 30th, which you have, so you have a couple extra weeks to get Definitely the done. Definitely doable. Three electoral votes. Um, all three of these states are fertile ground for a non-Trump candidate. There's plenty mm -hmm. of wiggle room to insert a third-party candidate without allowing Hillary to win. And this is our starting point, 13 electoral votes. It's interesting, too, as you might have picked up as we go through this, this is, uh, as far as percentage of Mormon population in America, mm -hmm. number one, mm -hmm. number two, mm -hmm. and number three. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, mm -hmm. that is how it worked out. I did not do that on purpose, but that is exactly how it worked out. Uh, we'll come back with a little bit more on this on the other side. Think about this. Toss around your mind if you have any candidates you think might work for this guy. And I, what did Trump say about the Mormons? They're smart. They're smart. He They're did say smart. they were smart. <laughs> He'll be taking that one back. I'm smart sure. people. Oh, back yeah. Hi, it's Pat and Stu. Hello. Um, yeah. So we're talking about this uh, possibility of of like getting somebody on the ballot. Yeah. In three states, uh, we need an election bailout. Um, yeah. And so we actually have some more states to consider. We can go and go through them quickly here. If, if you All want. right. We eliminated a few of these because of borderline reasons. North Dakota, won by Romney by 20 points, needs 4,000 signatures by September 5th. I didn't include them because they didn't hold an actual primary. So they, but I mean, it would be Cruz territory probably. <coughs> if they probably, had. yeah. Three more electoral votes there. Romney, uh, Montana was run by Romney by 14, needs 5,000 signatures by August 17th, which is a little difficult, but I think doable. Um, it was actually a blowout win for Trump, but that's only because, as you know, Pat, because your mom voted in the primary. Right. Um, they, it was after. Although she was confused about what day it was. Oh, crap. I don't sad. know how that happened. Oh. It was after it was decided, oh. though. Cruz had already dropped <laughs> yeah. out, so yeah. of course yeah. he won. Um, yeah. it, it's fertile territory for Cruz had there been a normal circumstance mm -hmm. there. Three electoral votes there. Louisiana, Romney won it by 17. Trump actually won the state in the primary, but only by three points and only 41% of the vote. It's one of the states you think that a less Trumpy candidate might be able to pull a lot of independents and maybe some Democrats that just don't want Trump. Um, at 5,000 signatures by August 19th, that's easy in Louisiana. Eight electoral votes there. And Kentucky, Romney mm. won it by 23. Mm -hmm. uh, Trump won the state, but only by four points and only with 36% of the vote. Um, it feels a little too purple to me at this point um, because of some of the other developments lately, but it was an easy win for Romney, so I think we could include it. 5,000 signatures by September 9th, very doable, and another eight electoral votes. Mm. This gives us between 13 and 35 electoral votes, depending on that second grouping. I mean, 35 electoral votes, I would say, almost guarantees Trump doesn't win the nomination. If you could pull 35, he's not going to win over 305 electoral votes. No. Uh, I mean, it, you never know, I guess. Uh, it's possible. Interesting but it's possibility. Unlikely. Now you've got to find the right candidate. Yeah. I think we have. Yeah, let's come back and do that on the other yeah. side. 888727 back is the phone number.
727 back high. It's uh, Pat and Stu. So we're talking about this uh, third-party plan, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it, we're calling it uh, Bailout 2016. Uh, hashtag Bailout 2016. Tweet about it. Pass it around. Find the article. Send it out. Guilt one of these people into actually doing this. Um, because it's worth mm. having, even as an insurance policy, which we'll describe here in a second, um, the basic plan, in case you're just tuning in, was to run a third-party conservative candidate in somewhere between three and seven states, deep mm. red states that Donald Trump is definitely going to win if we if we don't do anything. Um, so we're not taking a state, um, we're not taking a state and giving it to Clinton. We're mm-hmm. taking a state, giving it to a conservative candidate, but taking it away from Trump. So if Trump loses any one of the states that we have the candidate in, he's we're in the middle of a white, a huge wave Reagan-esque election, and he's not going to win the White House anyway. If a third-party candidate can win some or all of these states, uh, he essentially lifts the bar for Trump to win above 270, um, you know, to theoretically as high as 305. We've come up with 35 electoral votes. Um, and that, by the way, we do all that without helping Hillary Clinton. In case you missed the last segment, I know you're swearing at the TV. I don't want Hillary as my president. Hillary Clinton would win the presidency if she were to win in states where we are not on the ballot. She'd have to win states where we're not competing. Trump got her one-on-one in those states. Now all we need is an actual candidate. And this is, uh, if you think it's been hard so far, it's about to get a lot worse. It's where it, This is where it gets kind of really messy. You need someone. Here's some qualifications, Pat. Tell me if you disagree with any of these. You need someone who's not supporting Trump, obviously. You need someone who's not a slave to the party. You need someone who has an easy enough path to win in these states and won't need the help of a conventional party apparatus. Yeah. Um, maybe someone who is self-funding or someone with some sort of unfair advantage with identity politics or a home state or something. You need someone who will actually, you know, do it, which is going to be very hard. You need Mm. someone who doesn't care about their future in Republican circles. And perhaps most difficult, you need someone who's very well liked by the incoming members of the House of Representatives. Because it's one thing, you know, like let's take Ted Cruz, for example. Um, Ted Cruz, I obviously want to be president of the United States. But even if he did this and it worked and he got 30 electoral votes, they just vote for Trump anyway because, you know, the Mm -hmm. establishment doesn't like him. So you might not get the perfect person here. We should start with that. Uh, It's the most difficult part of this to deal with. You're just looking for somebody better than Trump. Yes. The the House is voting for this. They're more conservative than the Senate. But if it all works out, you're going to have a situation where the House has, let's say, Hillary at 260, Trump at 260, and our candidate at around 20. Uh, the House is going to have a lot of pressure to hand the election to Trump based on the idea that it's the will of the people. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not technically true, considering the country didn't have the opportunity to vote for our candidate. Um, but uh, if we ran f- someone for president uh, here who already lost to Trump in the primary, I feel like the argument is really s- you're strong against them. That so I feel like you got to wipe that whole cru- uh, group yeah, out. All, s- all 16 of the other guys yeah, got to go, as much including as, Cruz. After that Cruz speech, I really want to have him in. Yeah. Um, but he, and he's not going to be enough, well-liked enough of the right. establishment anyway to win right. afterwards. Uh, for this to work, it's going to have to be loved at some level by the establishment. So let's try to find someone who would work. We're going to toss around some names. This is not meant to be ex- an exhaustive list. Ben Sass. Now, Ben Sass says he won't do it. He probably won't do it. He does have government experience. He knows the Constitution. He's very outspoken as far as not being, uh, you know, a Trump guy. I don't know that he wins in those states. Utah, Idaho, 
Wyoming. I mean, maybe he's got a shot, but I, I don't know that he beats Trump in those he's, states. He's just not maybe not well known enough. Right. Um, I mean, he's pretty well liked, I think, by yeah, he's, people I mean, who are he's conservatives. Liked okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really have an unfair advantage either. As mm-hmm. we talk about uh, unfair advantages, um, he, you know, he probably cares about uh, his future in the party a little bit. Uh, he doesn't care, doesn't really have that unfair advantage, though. He would probably he might win them. I don't know. You you. I feel like with the option and this going forward, I think he'd have a chance. But maybe not. Um, and he does not solve our will of the people problem. Um, if he did agree, like, tomorrow, you could open up our list of states to Nebraska, which he probably would win. Mm-hmm. You have multiple districts there. It's a 20-plus point Romney state with only 2,500 signatures needed. However, they're, they're needed by August 1st. So what's the date? It's also a cruise <laughs> state, right? It was a cruise state. Yeah, but you think yeah. cruise, but SAS, and it's in Nebraska. It's the 25th. So is it too so, late already? I mean, you'd have, you'd have a week. You'd have to start it, like, right now. Yeah. We have six days. Yeah, and again, he hasn't agreed to this, so that could be a problem. A lot of these deadlines have been challenged and overturned in the past, but we don't need any more hurdles with this. Mm-hmm. Let me get another one, and this one I really like, Mike Lee. Now, Lee is already running for Senate for re-election. I don't know what the Utah state laws are as far as running for both. I don't either, but he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it anyway. Mm-mm. But let's dream anyway. He does have that unfair advantage. Um, uh, you know, unfair advantage meaning he just has a leg up on, on, on the competition. Um, but his uh, home state is our number one target state. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. He's also mm-hmm. Mormon. Our mm-hmm. top three states, as we've talked about earlier, are literally first, second, and third in America as percentage of Mormon <laughs> population. Montana, by the way, is seventh. So we've got a lot going there. Um, he would, by the way, throw this in there, make an incredible president and maybe worth no fighting doubt. for, even if this seems pathetically impossible. Um, he doesn't solve our will of the people problem, um, however, uh, which I think is going to be a big hurdle. Tom Coburn is another guy who's been tossed around a lot. Now, you like Coburn, generally speaking, right? But yeah. not crazy about him. Kind of kind of like a Romney feel or whatever. We'll talk about him in a Less. second. Maybe so yeah, than okay. Romney even. He doesn't have any of our unfair advantages, um, but he probably would do okay in those states. He's pretty conservative anyway. He's already retired, so you don't have any problems with that. Um, he's well-liked, generally speaking. Um, rumored to be possibly interested. I don't actually believe that, however. Um, if he was hmm. the guy, you could try to get Oklahoma in this group um, of states, uh, it, which is a great target with the exception of they have ridiculous ballot access guidelines. Um, we've already passed the signature Deadline And a lot of states do this. They move mm. it really early so third parties can't get in. Um, and you also need over 40,000 signatures. Oof. So very difficult. Um, again, the courts might overturn that, but it's still an issue, and it does not solve our will of the people issues. Um, we bring in now uh, Keith Malinak, who's our, uh, who actually got this name on the list. Uh, this is a big one for you, Keith. Yeah. Uh, you think J.C. Watts might be the guy. I think he's the guy, until you just scared me with the um, Oklahoma stuff. Yeah, 40,000 signatures Coburn. past the deadline, because he's a former Oklahoma congressman. Yep. He's African-American, mm-hmm. which, say what you want, that's a plus, is it not? What do you mean, say what I want? Why would I say anything? I don't know, Pat. You <laughs> oh, that's not you, racist. Okay. Is this segment over that's now? That's what he was implying. He was wow. implying you were. Wow, what okay. a racist. Okay, so um, I'm going to continue now, if <laughs> yeah. I may. Yes. I'm gonna plow that was weird, here. though, wasn't it? It was weird. Say what he, you want he, about a black man? No. My what? point. <laughs> I'm going to clarify now because I believe my character is being impugned unfairly. No, no, you deserve the impunity here. Sir, there Mm -hmm. is an extra layer of insulation when you're a political voice, especially on the left, when you're African-American. I believe that when you are an African-American candidate, you have that opportunity. Wow. 
No, the, no, the say mean, what you want. Okay. That implies you know something yeah. disparaging. I, I, don't I, 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 I was not I speaking from my perspective, and I think you know that. All right. I, no, but giving your to be serious here for a second. Obviously, identity politics plays Thank a you. big. Thank you. Identity politics. <laughs> yes. Thank you for putting the words yes. into my mouth. That's why I'm on the other side of the camera. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, great congressman. Mm-hmm. 1993 to he, early 2000s. I liked him a lot. Yeah, okay. I liked him a lot. I remember liking him. Conservative guy. One of the things Stu mentioned was. It'd be helpful if he was from a this this particular candidate was from a Cruz state. Yes, yes. Oklahoma. Yeah. Did that Cruz not surprise state. us all? That was, was pretty amazing state, when right? Cruz won Oklahoma. Yes, right. All right. So uh, so we got that going for us. Uh, he's been great on tax reform. I just did a cursory mm. search here. Um, he actually co-sponsored the bill to eliminate the death tax. Uh, so that's a big plus. Mm-hmm. He's got a B plus rating on immigration. Um, the uh, from who? The immigration group uh, Numbers USA. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty hard line. Yeah, yeah they are very. So hard he's line. got a B I mean, plus. B plus there. isn't bad. No, I'll take good. that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Here. I, mean, I don't think you're doing any better than a B plus no. for this candidate. Not with probably. most people. Mm-mm. Now, as recently, and I'm going to save my my big one for last year. As recently as uh, May 10th. Now remember May 10th. Mm-hmm. Trump had already locked up, wasn't uh, May 4th-ish, somewhere in there, Indiana, mm-hmm. right? So, I think so, yeah. Okay, he said, after this, after everyone is starting to bow and kiss the ring of Trump, J.C. says, quote, I just don't feel like Trump is speaking to me as a believer, as an African-American, as a conservative, whatever category you want to put me in, I don't feel like he's speaking to me. Um, so I think mm. he's clearly got some spine, even when everybody yep. else in his some, party. And he's saying now, he's not going to vote for Trump. He's right? not voting for Trump. I, I don't see who so. he's voting for in this article. Now, here is the thing. It's so ironic. You just mentioned earlier your example with, uh, yeah, if you want to kill Jeffy. Right. I mean, and who among us hasn't fantasized exactly. about that one? Yeah, exactly uh, right. Uh, if you want to kill you know. Jeffy, mm-hmm. I think it's wrong, but you can go ahead and do it. Yeah. As I'm over here Googling, looking for J.C. Watts and abortion, mm-hmm. I find this. Oh, no. He said, uh, no, no, sit oh, tight, okay. baby, sit All tight, right. baby. Okay. You're going to love him even more. All right. Uh, he's against, um, he's talking about Rudy Giuliani's uh, position on abortion back oh. in 2007. He says, that's the same as saying, I'm personally opposed to slavery, but if somebody else wants to own slaves, it's okay. <laughs> yes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have our guy that's, or do we have our guy? He's, he's great. good. He's, he's a pretty great. good one. Um, yeah, uh, I like Six I like Jesse Watts. And again, I, I, I don't know. know that he wins, yeah. Keith. Other other than that, I, I mean, mean, he's big with us because we know him and we've known him for a long time, and we know he's conservative. But he's an unknown quantity in places like Utah, Idaho, it, Wyoming. You're probably right, but he'd have three months to go in there yeah. and campaign you in do. only three states. And, um, and it's in media markets, with the exception of Salt Lake, that are pretty inexpensive uh, through Idaho and, and Montana. He'd be able to get a lot of ads on. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd be are you saying Pocatello's not an expensive media place? Well, I mean, per uh, capita. I want Pocatello, you, uh, man. Okay, yes. Hold on. Let's Talking. imagine a debate stage. Uh-huh. You've got Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, and J.C. Watts. Yeah. The... the Clear adult in the room oh, would stand geez. out nicely it over would. the course of the month of September. He's a yep. smart guy. He's got, I think his his American Conservative Union rating was ninety one percent as his term. So I mean, it's solid. I mean, he's not like he might not be Ted Cruz, but he's very solid conservative. Um, so that's an interesting one to is. consider. Yeah. I mean, I you know I know it's a, it's a good choice, Keith. Yes, I like it. I like it. it's a good play. Um, a few more here. Uh, David French is this guy that had been tossed around. He's a writer, mo- military guy. No, you're right. But again, like, you have got three months, right? Yeah. Um, and I think the issue with a place like Utah is they're saying, well, I can't vote for Trump and I can't vote for Hillary. Who am I going to go to? Right mm-hmm. now, in one district, supposedly, 26%, only behind Trump, I think 2%, is uh, is uh, Gary Johnson, who is not ideal either 
for Utah and not known. To say the least, not ideal. Right. So you put J.C. Watson, who is a real conservative, mm-hmm. who would, I think he'd be able to speak uh, the language uh, that people in, in, the, in this area would understand and, and, mm-hmm. and want to vote for. So, I mean, it's possible. David French, a military guy. The reason why I leave him in there um, is he's a he's a writer. Um, and was promoted, he's worked for National Review, was promoted heavily by um, uh, some conservative pundits as a possible option. Mm-hmm. One of his ideas, well, the reason why he didn't run was because he thought it was going to be too much on his family and it wasn't the right time, blah, 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 blah. Well, he, so he wouldn't do that. A 50-state runs a lot on you. Would you consider, though, a, a, a campaign of only three states uh, with cheap media markets and no Democratic competition? Maybe he would. Uh, plus, he would have support from some mm-hmm. establishment types in D.C. You never know. Um, we throw Brad Thor in here because we begged him mm-hmm. to run last time. Here's mm-hmm. Brad, author. Um, he's great, great communicator, very never Trump. Um, he knows the Constitution well, plus uh, really entertaining. <laughs> and I mean, President Thor is something that we want. Yes. Um, now, I can go along with President Thor. And uh, he's, He retweeted this article today, so I take that as a full-out endorsement from Brad. Um, and I think we should start gathering sig- signatures. I mean, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. If he retweeted it, I mean, he probably already has his people out. I would think so. I would think that's pretty much gathering what that means. signatures. Retweet equals endorsement. I see that all over the place. Okay, so here's one. I, this is maybe the most interesting one of the whole thing, and and the one who can maybe pull this off. Yes, most likely. Mitt Romney is not conservative enough for me, but let's talk it through anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he says he won't do it. He said it multiple times. But that's because he didn't want to hand the election to Hillary. He said that as well multiple times. This plan solves that. Uh, He would win our target states easily um, without Mm. even too much of an effort. Yep. He can self-fund the campaign. Yep. Okay. He's got a lot of allies that would step in and help him immediately for structure. Uh, He's ready for the job. Obviously, he's gone through this process already. He's Mormon. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has the home state advantage with our top target state. He's generally well-liked by the House. And maybe most importantly, his old vice president, his old vice presidential candidate is Speaker of the House. So mm-hmm. when you're talking about wrangling votes, yeah. then it, you're going to get a really good chance that he wins that uh, House vote. Um, perhaps most importantly, he pretty much solves the will of the people argument that we have problems with with some of these other known guys. If this scenario does come to pass, if, and you factor in a, Gary Johnson taking a decent amount of votes, as most polls show he will, Romney will likely have as many or more votes in 2012 than either one of the top candidates in 2016, and he was facing a much tougher opponent than either one of them. Um, you know, if, if it was our goal to just find one person who could win, forgetting policy for a second here, Romney's probably the best possible guy. No kidding. Right? Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, I'm not thrilled with him as a candidate, yes. but I mean, compared to Trump, oh, I, compared or to Trump, Clinton, I'm, I'm ecstatic with Mitt Romney. Yeah. Ecstatic. I mean, with them being so unlikable, it's possible yeah. that he might be a, a, a fusion candidate that American Americans would accept. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a crazy one now. Because I think Romney's one. If you could convince Romney to do it, it is completely worth doing. You let Romney go in there. He goes after between three to seven states, uh, tries to win them. Hopefully, it gets. Hopefully, Hillary can't get to two seventy. Trump won't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. You get, throw it to the House. You got Ryan whipping the vote for his own his old VP, uh, his old uh, president candidate that he ran on a ticket with. And Romney could get the could get the uh, the people together to get the groundwork going right now. Right now, I mean. Uh, if he wants to do this, this is a path without killing his life and turning his whole world upside down. 
where you could do this on the pretty much on the down low without having to do much campaigning. It's possible. Here's a crazy one for you. Uh, again, we're looking for. <laughs> okay, stick with me. You need an elder statesman, mm-hmm. probably. You need someone who can handle the job on day one. You need someone who could deal with ISIS. You need someone who could step in and will promise to serve only one term. You need someone who's already received millions of votes solving the will of the people problem. You need someone who lives in one of our target states. You need Dick Cheney 2016. <laughs> now, Cheney, mm. again, mm. He, he's not, he didn't show up to the convention. Seems very What is he, 84? 85? He's, he's a few years older than the candidates running, Pat. I think he's 75. <laughs> That's not a few years older. Aren't they both 70? I'll find out. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, Trump, Trump will be Hillary. 70, and so Hillary will be 69. 69, 70, and 75? It's not yeah. that absurd. Now, again, people don't typically like Dick Cheney, but could Dick Cheney, in this scenario, with Trump versus Clinton, could Dick Cheney win Wyoming? Absolutely. It's yes. his home state. Yes. Could he win Idaho? I think so. Maybe. Could he win Utah? Maybe. I think so. I don't know. You don't think he beat Donald Trump in Utah, Dick Cheney? Maybe. Probably. I mean, look, I don't know. Romney's the best one if you want to win. By far. All of these other guys, uh, uh, I mean, I think Cheney would be probably... The best candidate is probably J.C. Watts. Yeah, J.C. Watts is the great. The best chance to win and an okay candidate you can kind of accept is Mitt Romney. Now, I mean, I would love Mike Lee more than any other. Oh, them. well, obviously And, and if Mike Lee, Lee were to do it... But Mike's not going to do let it. You, and he's probably not. But again, if he were... Does Mike Lee win Utah in that scenario? No, no yes. question. Does he win Idaho in that scenario? Yes. Yes. Does he win Wyoming in that yes. scenario? Yes. I don't know if he goes outside of those three. The problem is I don't know if the House would actively campaign to get him yeah, I don't know. Uh, the presidency. That's the problem. Um, some of these obviously are a little crazy. The point is even the longest of long shots is worth taking because at the mm-hmm. very least you'd have an insurance policy. Let's say a week before the election, Trump does something really freaking crazy, like I'm going to shoot people on Fifth Avenue. Okay, He actually does that. Wouldn't it be nice to have someone with an electoral vote or two to be able to turn to? If he's losing by 25 points mm-hmm. uh, in the election, you could at least convince people, if, you, if our candidate, if, you know, if Mitt Romney's not on the candidate in your state, still vote for Trump. But if uh, if it gets down to it and uh, we're going to have a chance to, to, to get the House to elect here, we can throw it to Romney or a Cheney or a, a Brad Thor for president. There are still other steps that could happen. Unbinding electors is one of them. Um, you know, but again, this is, gets to crazy. A libertarian candidate actually got an electoral vote uh, a long time ago because the person who was uh, who cast the electoral vote was like, no, nah, I'm not voting for my guy. Mm-hmm. And toss it. So there could be a way to do it just through that. And it should be pointed out, Gary Johnson's at 13%, which is pretty freaking high, and the highest the third-party candidate's been in a really long time. He might make the debate stage. But this is straight out of the Constitution. It's not some crazy loophole. If you think the Constitution is a loophole, you're probably already voting for the other two candidates. So we don't have to worry about you. But this is a good chance to have a last-second bailout opportunity <laughs> to not throw this country into complete disaster. I'd like to say, now, Dick Cheney is 75. 75? 75. 70 and 69. Trump? Right, 70 and 69, and Brad Thor, 46. I mean, seriously, put Brad Thor on a debate stage with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump? That would be fun. It would. That would be fun. (laughs) Yeah, it would. But, I mean, Cheney, again, like Cheney, it sounds sounds crazy, but essentially what you're saying here is here's an emergency, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. and we need a bailout opportunity, somebody who will just hold the fort down for a short period of time, uh, I mean, Cheney would know how to do the job. He wouldn't go in there and be like, oh, this guy has no idea what he's doing. It's not like they're throwing, uh, you know, 
I was going to put Glenn on the list, but I thought he'd get mad at me. But throwing Glenn Beck in there, uh, you know, you go in there and he's got great principles and he's, he's a smart guy, but like he doesn't, he's never been in the government and there's all those issues. Uh, but uh, right, someone someone just said Mike Rowe, same thing. Yeah, right. Same like, thing with Mike Rowe. He's walking into a you know a place he's never been. A guy like Cheney, if he could win those states, I mean, you know, he'd walk into the presidency and it would be old hat to him. I mean, the guy's been in the government for seven zillion years. Uh, I mean, he mm-hmm. might not want to do it, but it would be. It's interesting as a placeholder, especially. I think none of this. It's going to be difficult because. Unless Trump really falls apart in the polls, people aren't going to be moved to action. And we only have a few weeks on this. And a lot of people are saying, well, Gary Johnson's already on the ballot. Why not fight for him? Well, because he sucks. Yeah, first of all, I'm not thrilled <laughs> with him. He's terrible. Um, I'd rather have someone. He's who- a liberal. If you want another liberal on the ballot, I mean, that's your guy. Uh, Gary he's Johnson. liberal on something. He's, he's much better than those two. But uh, in my he's opinion. He's pretty liberal. On, on some things he is. I mean, he is. you know. Unfortunately, too, because this is the point where sex marriage is long. That horse is long out of the barn. Yep. But but he's there. Yep. He's but riding I mean, that again, horse. He rode no, that horse. There's no abortion. He's on that. I mean, come but there's on. no alternative on either Terrible. of those policies. Both of the other two. Immigration. He's awful on immigration. He's bad on immigration. He's an open borders guy. He's uh, terrible. Terrible. But those three issues. Uh, and, and I think you brought up his his probably his worst three issues. Um, I mean, you could bring drugs into here as well. However, on any of them, I don't think there's an alternative. Yeah. I mean, I think all three of these candidates are bad on those issues. Um, Trump is talking a good game about uh, 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 immigration, but I don't believe it for a second. Again, we both promised to eat our underwear if the guy actually built yeah. 95% of this wall. Very true. So, Very again, true. I, you know, look, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, you know, it's, it's a long shot, but it's a long shot worth taking even if... Mm-hmm. It's just in one state, just Utah, and just for an insurance policy. I mean, I would love someone who knows Utah politics well enough to give me the person. Like, you know who would be actually perfect for this if he, if he didn't turn into such a douche? The perfect person for this? Yeah, uh, Chaffetz. Well, Ch- well, Chaffetz would be great. Chase? I'm not Chaffetz gonna, would be great. Uh, yeah, I'm not even, I was going to go there. I was going to say the perfect person for this actually is Orrin Hatch. Oof. But he's so bad on policy, I don't want him. And so now he's supporting bad. But take 1985 so Orrin Hatch bad. for a second, right? Yeah, or maybe right? a little sooner. <laughs> take 1978 <laughs> Orrin Hatch. I think I voted against him in 84 when but, I, I mean, first got he's to Utah, that perfect. Like, yeah, from the, he would have been great at because, one time. you know, he would be about to retire. You'd think yeah. any conservative, especially a guy who values supposedly decorum as much as yeah. Orrin Hatch supposedly, supposedly does, is right. he would be against Trump. He's not against Trump. Yeah. But, I mean, a guy like that in that state and would he's be perfect. 80? And he's well-liked by, you know, he's got all the, you know, he's got all the friends yeah. all across uh, the House and Senate. Oh, they love him because he's uh, played ball the whole time. Because he's played ball. So, again, it doesn't work. They but love he, him. It, it crossed my mind as, God, if this guy was actually conservative, he'd be perfect. He's oh, just yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, so, there you uh, go. Howard Hatch is 82. 82. 80. But again, two. seven years older than Dick Cheney. Uh, so seven years. I mean, that's just that's nothing. We're getting way out there now. The oldest president ever elected was seventy. Now, but we're going to break that record. Well, we're going to tie. We're, that record, we're going to possibly. break the record. He's older than Reagan. If it's because he, was, if it's Trump, the record will be broken. If it's Hillary, it'll be the second oldest president ever. So elected. Reagan was seventy in nineteen eighty. Yes. Okay. No. Yep. Now the other candidate, I again. I hesitate to mention because he's 75, but it wasn't on your list, Dick Gephardt. <laughs> he wasn't on the list? No. Wow. 
How are you what sure? an egregious oversight. Wow. I just thought everyone, Gebhard. everyone knows Gephardt. Everyone knows Gephardt's going to win this thing in the end anyway. Um, I will say the other part of this that you could actually do um, in <clears throat> conjunction with this mm-hmm. is find some uh, purple states and start giving a lot of money to Jill Stein, the Green Party candidate, um, to, hurt, oh, yeah. to hurt Hillary in those states. Because she's, she's Sanders friendly. Mm-hmm. We played clips of her. She's very well spoken. She's a very well-spoken progressive. In many ways... I think she's more communist than progressive, but that's okay. <laughs> yes. That's fine. Let uh, her split the vote right. with Hillary. You're actually right. It's more... She's, she's, she's not quite progressive, because progressive wants to do it incrementally. She yeah, wants to do she it She wants revolution, but, I, mean, I she, think. I think she speaks to a, uh, a Bernie Sanders supporter much mm-hmm. more directly. Definitely. And she's actually a pretty good candidate. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not like... You know, Gary Johnson has... As bad as he is on, on the policies Pat mentioned, has some po- policies that I really like. I mean, he's obviously much better than almost even the candidates we're talking about on things like taxation. I mean, he's a libertarian. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Jill Stein, but, but the problem with Johnson, more than anything else here, is that he's actually not a great communicator. He's not, he, no, you know, Weld is much better than he is as far as it's a really communicator. Bad. He stumbles a lot. He's just not good at it. No. Stein, and Jill they have a chance to get a decent libertarian, too. Yeah. Austin Peterson would have been, been great. great. Imagine that, that debate stage. Where it's Austin Peterson at 35, 36 years old, yeah. but very well-spoken and, and together against Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Against his grandparents. Yeah. I you mean, know, imagine that... The, grandma and grandpa there. Yeah. That uh, would have been fun. Uh, that is uh, pretty serious. All right, so. more Pat and Stu coming up. All right, uh, 888-727-BECK is the phone number. Uh, brought to you uh, this half hour, of course, by Super Beats. Beets are something that you probably know. And probably your mom told you to eat them at some point, and you told them no. Um, but Superbeets provides uh, these dietary nitrates. Now, dietary nitrates are something that gets talked about a lot in the media because athletes talk about them a lot. It gets you more energy. Uh, your blood gets oxygenated. What is it? Oxygenated. Um, that one. Um, and, and all that other crap. So I don't know how any of that stuff works, to be perfectly honest with you. But I do know that you're supposed to eat beets because they're healthy for you. I just don't want to eat them. Um, however, Superbeets has all the goodness of the beet without the beet taste. Uh, it's really good, uh, and you can have it, you know, whatever. Like, it's a, one of those things where you eat it, or you, you take a shot of uh, Super Beets you know, halfway through the day when you're kind of dragging a little bit, and you get a burst of energy to get you through your workday, or if you're going to the gym before the gym. As you know, I mean, I'm pretty much at the gym. You know, I'm a gym rat. <laughs> it's a gym rat speaking, so you can understand. Why are you showing Jeffy on screen? He's just, he's not even involved. Are you eating? You're eating right now. I mean, the show's still on. We haven't even gone to commercial yet. You're already stuffed food in your I'm mouth. enjoying beet. You're what? Beet. You're enjoying... Super beet. You're enjoying... <laughs> that was America's greatest endorsement right there. <laughs> All right. So Super Beets comes in black cherry and original with natural apple. Go to stewlovesbeets.com or call them 800-951-8896. You'll love the results. Or they'll just give you your money back. No risk. 800-951-8896 or stewlovesbeats.com. Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Um, donuts in flight in, uh, in the first U.S. approved drone delivery uh, with a chicken sandwich, hot coffee and donuts. 
Aviation history was made on Friday. Yeah, baby. 7-11. Here were the items in the first drone delivery on U.S. soil approved by aviation officials. It happened from 7-11? Yeah. Why not Amazon? Yeah. That, I mean, that's weird and crazy. Is it not? Uh, It was made by 7-Eleven and the drone startup, Flirty. The uh, delivery took place in Reno, Nevada. Yeah. Items loaded into a special box for hot and cold food and then flown to a local family. Took two shipments, too. What? Since when does 7-Eleven make deliveries? And since when do they do drone deliveries? Well, that's what they're they're testing. That's what they're testing, right. And the company is Flirty that's going to be... You know, the, that's their job is they're going to be... They're going to be flirting del- with <laughs> drone delivery. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. We're absolutely thrilled to have 7-Eleven, the largest convenience store chain in the world, embracing new technologies and working with us at Flirty to make drone delivery a reality for customers. I'm really shocked. There's only a couple states, two or three states, that uh, the FAA is allowing for uh, the testing of the drone delivery. So the first actual drone delivery was to a a house that nobody lived in. Uh, This was actually the first one where they had product and people lived there and ordered it. And 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 everything apparently went okay, right? Yeah. And Amazon now is struggling to uh, look for recharging stations. They want to use, uh, they've got some uh, some paperwork in to try to use light posts and to try to use uh, cell hmm. towers and stuff like that for recharging stations on their drones for del- deliveries, too. I really thought cool. Amazon had already, you know, gotten all this together. I really thought Amazon was, like, all set and just waiting for FAA approval, and then they were going to launch this thing. They had a great piece of... Uh company propaganda a little while ago on that 60 minutes amazon where, yeah remember that they were talking about i mean you know i love amazon I, about 60 percent of my salary goes to them uh, <laughs> i just i don't even look i don't even take it in anymore i just have a direct deposit to their account i believe my percentages mm, uh, have been growing quite a bit oh, from okay. amazon it's mm. just i mean I, basically everything I, because i'll just be walking around and i'm like oh, i gotta get that stupid you know I, I meant to order that thing or i need a new one of those things and instead of Trying to remember it later on, I stop mm-hmm. right then. I open up my app, I put the order in, and then I stop thinking about it because it just shows up at my house. It's amazing. That's pretty great. I mean, and I do it <laughs> all the time. And, and I'm, of course, not the worst offender at the household. Really? Your kids Ainsley, have an app on there? Ainsley is yeah. terrible. Oh, she man. just is constantly ordering things. <laughs> Ainsley and Zach She's are really the problem. Three? Three and four, yeah. yeah. They're, they're yeah. both, yeah. They're, wow. Man. They really That's are. That's when they're the worst with Amazon, <laughs> I, I've noticed. But I don't think, like, I think that they were thinking this would be a great way to go. I don't think they actually were that far along. I mean, I think they would do it tomorrow if they were allowed to do it. I mean, but uh, this must be some special deal to test it. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. By the way, if you're wondering what a drone looks like, uh, here <laughs> is. that it is. a generic picture is of a drone? I don't think yeah. it is. Can we I get a close-up? The There's yeah, an actual the drone for you right there. That is a 7-Eleven. Yeah. That's a 7-Eleven drone. That's what a drone would look like if it was coming to your house right there. So that's pretty exciting. <laughs> we had a drone up there the whole time. Pretty, so pretty amazing. see what a drone looks like. That's, I think, the actual delivery. I think it's a picture of the story we're talking <laughs> is about. Is that the actual yeah, drone? So. Yeah, Because I was looking at it like, where's right. the 7-Eleven markings? And there aren't there any. There are none. But, but uh, there won't be because it's Flirty that's doing it, right? I mean, Flirty is doing it as the subcontractor for all these companies that will be delivering. Good point, Jeffy. Thank you for that. Thank you. What is Flirty? I don't know. I guess a drone company? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
All right, more patents like, too is inevitable. I mean, you're suing them, Jeffy. Don't you have a website that? I'm not suing them because Flirtigo is going to be delivering more than 7-Eleven Slurpees, pal. Mm -hmm. Again, uh, more patents too is inevitable. Yeah. I think you know what I'm talking about. Again, I do know what you're talking about. I just don't think it's appropriate think... to talk about it on the air. What you ask? No, I know, but I just think maybe you can hold back yeah. a little bit. Back to Pat and Stu. Uh, Stu found a like an interesting electoral college uh, poll. Yeah, five thirty eight dot com, which is you know the people who've, who've you know Nate Silver is the guy who started that. We've mm -hmm. been talking. I mean, if you listen to this show for a long enough period of time, we've been talking about them from way before the media uh, talked about. It. In fact, before he went, Nate Silver is now working with ABC. Before that, he was working at the New York Times. Before that, he was working on his own, and we were talking about him back then, um, back when hmm. you know it, it was not he was not on the radar at all. But he's a, uh, what I always liked about him is he comes from a sports data background, so he's a guy who's written you know all these formulas and algorithms f to predict players in baseball, uh, and then took that to mm -hmm. that same approach, which of course we're familiar with from just dealing with sports, um, to to go and and, and apply that to elections. Mm -hmm. He said lots of success. In fact, uh, he was most famous for he was one of the first guys uh, calling that uh, he called the, the Romney Obama election. Um, I think it was either 49 or 50 states out of 50. Um, but wow. And he had done the same. He'd also called the McCain Obama election. Um, it was 48 or 49 out of 50. Um, but the interesting thing I always point out to people, because a lot of people will call him liberal, and I think, you know, I think he's definitely not, he's not a hardcore conservative by any means, and I think he would probably say he's a Democrat. Um, however, he also was the first person to uh, uh, predict, I think even before I heard any conservative do it, um, to predict the Tea Party wave of 2010. Mm. When everyone thought the party was over, and remember, like people were writing books, like Republicans will just be a regional party from now on, and then, oh, Barack Obama's changed the map and all this stuff. He was saying, you know what? Don't get too confident. Actually, it looks like there could be a reversal to the other side, and maybe a big way in a big way. And he was right. And he was right. Um, uh, but he 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 calls this election what? Uh, right now, he says right now the poll their polls only model. So they have two models. One's called polls only. One's called. Um, uh, polls plus the polls plus basically takes the polls that everyone looks at and then um, factors in other things like fun the fundamentals um, you know is, is there a reason to believe that maybe the polls will move towards the republican in a red state for mm -hmm. example if you look at utah right now you'd say the polls are within the margin of error i mean uh, they're very close mm -hmm. um, but the fundamentals of utah indicate that if there's not another candidate on there trump will likely win that state um, just because that's the the way they voted for a long time. So the polls, but the polls only model right now shows on the day we talk about this third party option, a 269-269 tie in the electoral college, which is a little bit different than what we're talking about. And like, I don't, I think it's a little bit the process a little bit different. I can't remember exactly how it works after the 269-269 tie. Um, but neither one would have 270, and uh, you'd be looking to figure out what happens next. And that's where our boy comes in, Mitt Romney. Uh, or just as a... <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> an interesting scenario. Uh, Jess in Texas, uh, you're on the Patents 2 show. Hi. So, um, 
That's the first time calling in, so I'm a little nervous. Um, but I have a different suggestion. Um, okay. Some people might think it's silly, but uh, I, to me it makes sense. So I distaste Trump and Hillary Clinton so much mm-hmm. uh, that I think what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to write in Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not silly at all. <laughs> and One non-American you? citizen in another country's monarch. Why would that be silly? Who, who would? Well, the, Remy, the reason why the reason why I'm thinking that is because we're at such uh-huh. a state now. Yep. I, I mean, I want to keep the Constitution, but I think we should just make one change where we make we join the British Commonwealth with a lot of other countries, mm-hmm. and we would take the Queen as our head of state and let her appoint the president. Kind you of know like, the reason. Uh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I think we, this whole American experiment has not worked out. We're honest about it. Really? I mean, look at the state we're in. <laughs> Thanks, uh, I think we go back to the to the monarchy. I mean, and he said that some people consider that to be silly. There are a few. What? Um, they're outliers. What? They're outliers. Huh? Uh, but yeah, I, I don't I, know where they're getting at. I'm on. I'm on board. There's nothing. Me too. Nothing but good happens when you hear. I like the Constitution, but but yeah. Nothing but let's go back to that. the Magna Carta. I gotta <laughs> say though, if I if if I was if Daniel Hannon was on the ballot somewhere, I'd, I'd have a tough time not voting yeah, for him. That's uh, for sure. You know, there's a, you never I like know. that guy. Uh, he's great. He's great. I like that guy. Now Queen Elizabeth, I, I <laughs> I'm not sure I'm, fam- well, I'm she's, comfortable she's turning it all 90, over to her. Right? Is she ninety? She's got to be older yeah. than that. No, I don't think so. Isn't she? I don't know. I don't remember. I gotta find out. Now. I don't really care because I I don't pay any attention to uh, British royalty. The Queen Mum. Until just now, because if she's going to be our president, you know, I, <laughs> I'd like to know something. I should about probably it. start paying attention. More patents to it coming up in a second. Hold the pickles and the lettuce. Doing the countdown to convention on CNN, which is always exciting. Two hours and 12 minutes. Two hours, 12 minutes, 12 seconds right now. Well, now it's two hours, 12 minutes, and eight seconds. Till <laughs> well, the now it's co- two well, hours, now. 12 minutes, and four seconds. <laughs> well, how, to how the Democratic till, uh, convention the convention. Uh, two hours, 12 and, minutes, exactly. Well, now it's two hours and 11 minutes. It just broke 11, 55. In case you missed the radio program today, we had a, an official draft. Um, <clears throat> and with the first pick of the 2016 <laughs> DNC draft, Glenn Beck selected night, night one. one. Night so one. one of, we all have to watch one night and deal with it. I don't think I can do it. I frankly don't think I can do well, it. Well, you're committed. You just, you took a, But I'm going to have to uncommit, I think. Okay. What? I really uh, don't think I can do it. I cannot what watch. What day did you get? Barack Obama and oh. Joe Biden speak. I can't. No, you can. Man, you can. do it. Because you picked it. Um, because with the second pick of the draft, I selected night four, um, which then went to Pat for the third pick. Uh, mm-hmm. And you, what is that, night three? Night three. So then Jeffy got stuck with night two. Which Now, night two, uh, you know, it's interesting, the way to play this, because night four is going to have the most, um, you know, pageantry and like it's the biggest night but there's, that means there's also long breaks in between the speeches and crap like that night two might fly through you got you know, michael brown his mom up there talking that might go fast uh, I, I, we you're gonna have all the moms we can so. we can we can only pray yeah i mean that, that happens it's gonna, it's be, gonna be ugly by the way uh, another countdown 105 days 12 hours 
10 minutes, 23 seconds until the election. Well, now it's and now it's just two, well, two hours, 10 minutes, 38 seconds until the Democrat National Convention. No, know, but now it's not it's what is two it hours and it's less. <laughs> yeah, it's less than that. Uh, so I thought we'd finish up with something fun. Um, and that's uh, apparently another King Arthur movie is coming out. I, I, I didn't realize it's a sequel this. Or is it totally, happy. I, was there, I was there a, a King Arthur movie? Yeah, there's been about 855 of them. <laughs> and this, so this is number 856. Oh. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Uh, let's take a look at the trailer, see what you think. Tell me story. Tell me every detail. I woke up. From where? From a nightmare. What was it about? Then? Then, me and the lads took care of a bit of business. Hold up, hold up, back up. You've left something out. Are you writing a book? They all lived happily ever after. No, they didn't either. Because for the first time, there's something you don't know. Something nobody told you. This is your prophecy. Young man. From hunting fame. I know what kind of a man you are. What is that? My lord. My dearie. I know your story. Behold! The man who pulled sword from stone! I'm not getting drawn into this mess. There's an army of you. There's only one in me. I'll talk. I'm happy to talk. But there is no way that I am fighting. story you know, which is not true um but that's that looks uh different <laughs> what's it uh, weird uh unusual it uh, breaks the least it breaks my rules of uh of uh my wife will love it oh really oh my gosh yes see it breaks Everyone my knows. rules of timing um I, as you know it's out of your uh, anything before world war ii i don't want to watch <laughs> it's uh, out of your why is that? <laughs> i don't why know i just don't i can't huh. explain it but that every time these movies come out, mm-hmm. generally speaking, I mean, it's not a complete hard law, but mm-hmm. almost always I'm just like, if it's before World War II, eh. Well, but the movie mm. was eh. made in 2017. That's after World War II. No, I know. It's about, <laughs> I, I should have clarified that for all the Jeffies in the audience. But, uh, yeah, no, if it's made, it's, it's about, a, like, the period piece yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this, I mean, it's an in- interesting, like, action story, obviously. I'm sure it will be fine, but I'm just eh. 
World War, draw World War II even is starting to push it. I don't know. I can always I can always do the World War II stuff. We had a great guest on today who was they're doing a documentary yeah, the about barn. The, the barn, which is a story. Uh, in case you missed radio, you should go back and check that out. But she mm-hmm. she was talking about you know her they her uh, grandfather grandfather lived and was hidden under a barn to keep away from the Nazis um, and lived there for two years, mm-hmm. sleeping under a barn with eighteen inches of crawl space. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and you know, incredible, incredible story. I, I, I could just, I never can get enough of World War II. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm glad it's over, but I mean, I'm just saying like I, the history of it, I think is interesting. World War one. You're not into no, you know, like I, I mean, I'm Spanish American war. No civil war. No. I mean, like some, I can Mexican American war. Some of the civil, some, it's a little bit of the, like, uh, the Patriot, for example, going mm-hmm. back to, you know, like I can get into that a little bit. You know, I can get into a little bit of the revolutionary stuff, but like not a lot. Like I hmm. only like the big event movie from that yeah. era would draw me in. Well, King okay. Arthur would kind of be a big event. Yeah. I don't know, Guy Ritchie, a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. Excalibur? Did you like that? Did you I ever see, see Excalibur? No. Good movie. Didn't like it though, huh? Didn't see it even. No. Like I, I so. the uh, the infiltrator I saw this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a story about the 80s, real story of the 90s. Post World War 2. Post World War 2. I was into it. <laughs> uh, Star Trek uh, that's, that's the future. Definitely post so World War II. I, I won't watch anything in the future. No, I will only. I, I like the future stuff. I'm fine with the sci-fi. Yeah, it's, it's just weird. I don't know why. Huh? That is weird. The, the more true, the, the true story thing also hooks me in. Now, have you seen? Did you go to Star Trek? Because you asked me about it. I did. I, I was and, considering pushing for it, but um, you didn't go. Your cell was mediocre. Yeah, like you were like, eh, it's not that great. Glenn really liked it. I and I your son like, really eh. liked it too. Yeah, right? my yeah. son's like liked it a lot. I I just found it meh. Well, uh, mm. it's okay. I, but you didn't like the, if I remember correctly, you were a little unimpressed by the second one in this new reboot of the Star Trek, which I really liked. Yeah, I, I liked it less than the first, probably, but I liked it. It, it just yeah. seemed like they just used the whole con thing from the original con and then just flipped the two characters, and then now we got our movie. Well, nothing very creative. <laughs> I wanted something new.